welcome to Love Notes from a Soul Coach, a podcast where we talk all things healing, what motivates us, what gets in our way, how do we transcend those stuck places and learn to love and accept ourselves more. I'm your host, Mary, and I've crafted each episode around real themes from my private practice and my life with the intention of sharing insight, inspiration, and just keeping each other company along the journey. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into today's show. Hey, everybody. I was on the road last week in Chicago, and it was such a powerful reminder to me of how important environment is to our perspective. You know, going to new places inspires new ideas and new ways of thinking or relating to our lives. I'm still only doing a fraction of the travel I used to do before 2020. So when I do leave home, when I do untangle myself from the net of dogs and kids and household duties and break loose, I'm struck by how different I feel inside myself when I'm in an unfamiliar context. And do you know what? We can spark this kind of internal shift just by going to new places in our own neck of the woods sometimes. Is there a part of this city you don't know well or a town near you that you've never really spent any meaningful time in? Maybe it's time to check it out. What about driving different ways to places you go regularly? A friend of mine studied Qigong with a teacher who was in his late 70s, but looked like he was in his early 50s. And when she asked him one time what the secret was, he said, when you constantly learn new things, you stay young forever because you're always engaged with life and expanding your mind to incorporate something you didn't know how to do before. And there's real vitality in this. So finding ways to be new inside of our lives is important. What do you do to remedy the monotony in your life? I would love to know. Come find me at marywelch.com or on Instagram at marywelchofficial and tell me all your secrets. Okay, so here's what I've been thinking about this week and wanting to share with you. I've been thinking about a line in an old U2 song, maybe you know it, You got stuck in a moment, and now you can't get out of it. Have you heard this one? This lyric was running through my mind the other day, and then I started really thinking about it, and I realized how profound it is. The concept of getting stuck in the past and feeling unable to move on, it's so painful, and it's something so many of us struggle with. But what's most interesting about this lyric to me is the word moment, because we don't typically think about our struggles this way. We don't realize we're stuck in a moment by habitually thinking and reinforcing the same thoughts about a particular event or a plot twist in our lives. We can stretch a moment into an orientation. Joe Dispenza has shared really powerful work around this. He talks about the heavy toll of living in the past and the phenomenon of how we can move from a mood to an attitude to an actual temperament. We start to think, this is just how I am. You know, I'm a pessimist. I don't trust people. I have a hot temper. I don't believe in love. 
and on and on and on. But is that really who you are? Are you living in a permanent state, a fixed state with those feelings? Or is your thinking dragging you back to the same crappy frequency every time you begin to inch away from it because you're chained to a moment and you can't seem to live past it, to live beyond an event or an experience that scarred you? we talk about time. I've written about this lots. If you're someone who's been on my list for a while and and getting my newsletters, you'll recognize some of these ideas. I'm a little bit obsessed with them. (laughs) When we describe time, we say things like, I'm running out of time. I'm wasting time. I don't have much time. I couldn't find the time. I need to make more time. Use your time wisely. I don't have time for this. When I have more time, I'll do it. Isn't it fascinating when you really zoom in and consider this? We talk about time like it's a physical, tangible thing, like a saltwater taffy, like something we can stretch or drop on the floor and ruin or waste or run out of. This is all illusion. The truth is the ego can only exist in the past or the future. It has no foothold in the present moment. This is why the ego is obsessed with the past and the future. And it can anchor us in either spot by hammering lots of repetitive thoughts that take place in one location or the other. Thoughts which are heavily about the past tend to create depressed feelings in us. And thoughts which are heavily about the future tend to create anxious feelings in us. And in either scenario, we're thinking, we're giving energy to situations which are completely out of our control. So this creates deep feelings of powerlessness. Even when it's a positive memory and we're reflecting back on the past fondly, there's often a tipping point where the positive feeling turns into, I'll never have that moment again. It's all in the rear view. It's gone. And even when there's something positive we're looking forward to in the future, those feelings of excitement and anticipation can quickly turn to worry. What if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't go the way I want it to go? What will I look forward to when it's over? When we're stuck in a moment and we feel like we can't get out of it, what's really happening is we're struggling to break the momentum of those thought streams that keep pulling us back to a moment in the past where we lost something or we learned something or we got hurt. New moments keep coming like those automated baseball machines they have at practice ranges. The balls keep popping out at us, but we've stopped swinging. We've stopped participating. We're just standing there getting clobbered. And then the narrative comes, I'm stuck. But there's a huge difference between being stuck somewhere versus waking up every morning and running back to a place we know. Are we stuck or have we conditioned ourselves to habitually, compulsively return mentally to something which is unresolved for us, something we're still trying to understand or fix or change? 
Certain vibrational frequencies feel very familiar after a while. If we hang out there long enough, or if they remind us of home or childhood, when we tell ourselves we're stuck, it can feel hopeless. When we consider how seductive the familiar is and we recognize that we're feeling pulled back toward what we're used to, then we can make a conscious choice to interrupt this habit with a new one. We're choosing all the time between an empowered option or a disempowered one. The problem is we don't always realize it's a choice. And that's the whole point of everything we're talking about today, to raise your awareness of how your feelings about life, about yourself, are being shaped by your thinking and by the unconscious tug we all feel at times back toward the past. As our awareness of this grows, our sense of self-empowerment grows too. struggling with some very dark feelings the other day. I fell down the rabbit hole of reading the news and then I started reading other people's comments about the news and then I found myself looking up articles that were referenced. I'm not sure how long I spent in the rabbit hole. Too long, that's for sure. And then my youngest walked into my office and reminded me of an appointment I was meant to take him to. And as a typical teenager, he put on his gigantic headphones in the car and stared out the window listening to music while I drove in silence feeling just total doom, feeling toxified by all the bad things I'd absorbed and angry with myself for trespassing my own boundary. And I heard this thought form inside of me along the lines of, I'm having a really hard day. It was this big swelling feeling of aversion, like I hate this day. I hate how I'm feeling. There's no way out of this feeling. I just have to ride it to shore. And then just as I was tuning into this thought, we were turning onto a street where a sea of purple flowers were growing right next to the road. I mean, it was remarkable, like south of France remarkable, field of lavender. It was just this random swath of land next to a busy road that was covered in spectacular purple flowers at a time when things are just barely starting to bloom up here in the Hudson River Valley. So the colors stood out really dramatically against everything else that's still gray or brown and dead looking. And even my teenage sidekick, who is notorious for never taking his headphones off, took his headphones off and said to me, are you seeing this? This is so crazy. And we both sat there waiting for the light to change, looking out at this big, gorgeous pronouncement of spring. And I felt my heart quietly exploding. I just felt so grateful to be experiencing this and to be experiencing it with one of my most favorite humans on the planet. And then when we arrived at our appointment, everything went really smoothly. And the person we talked to was extra lovely. And on the drive home, there were these milky, translucent beams of light coming through the clouds over the bridge as the evening was moving in. And I thought to myself, I can't write this day off. This day contained soul-crushing moments, 
but it also contained these totally affirming, achingly beautiful moments too. Because a day is not a fixed entity. It's not made of one thing or another. It's made of moments, these ever-changing moments. No two will ever be exactly the same. And as long as we're not over-identifying with our egos, we can keep moving through the moments, allowing them to happen and unfold and then pass. We don't have to be stuck. We don't have to keep returning compulsively, analyzing, cementing ourselves to the past. We can acknowledge how we feel, and then we can keep our eyes open to what the next moment wants to bring. Because time is not saltwater taffy. Time is like the cradle we're suspended in. Time is rocking us. Time is holding us, holding our experiences. Someone asked me once, how do we get over the hurts of the past? I don't think we do. I don't think we get over. That kind of language is too linear. It sets up warped expectations of a before and after transformation. I think it's more like we learn to integrate what's happened into our understanding of who we are. There is stuff that really roughs us up in this life. It leaves us different than we were before. There's no denying that. And when we try to deny that, we create a lot of pain for ourselves. But when we're willing to integrate the experience instead of habitually, obsessively returning to the scene of the crime in our minds in an attempt to solve for something that's already passed, that's already over, then we allow ourselves to re-enter the current. We're not working against time anymore. We're working in alignment, in harmony with it. This is what's meant by the concept of being in flow. This is a state of being where our highest good can find us and be fully received by us. You know, your time is the most valuable asset you have in this life. So I deeply appreciate your decision to spend some of it with me today. If you heard something that resonated or brought hope or a new perspective to your life in a meaningful way, please consider subscribing, reviewing, and sharing my podcast so it can find its way to more ears out there. If you'd like to learn more about my work, you can visit me anytime at marywelch.com. You can sign up there to join my mailing list and stay connected to all of my offerings, writings, and updates. Till next time, friends.